Hello, everybody, and welcome back to M and I with Ian and Miles. And today, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking to our parents about their opinions on football. So, what they think about football, basically, what we did in our first episode. But it's going to be for the for our parents. And yeah, and now to our ad. Today's sponsor is Cheese Balls. Cheese Balls are delicious snack for the go. I love cheese balls. Going on a run, really, really long trip to Chicago hits different. I really recommend cheese balls for any trip, like on an airplane or on the car or on a train. These cheese balls are delicious, packed with the best cheese ever, and they're just great for on the go. They have the best, like, crunch. You want them. You know you want them. And that's it for cheese balls. I'll see you guys later, and we'll get back to the podcast. And now it's time for my interview with my dad, Steve. Hello, everybody. Uh, This is Ian and my dad, Steve. Hi, everybody. And we're going to be talking about football. So what is your opinion on football? Listen, I think football is a great sport. It builds... uh... Uh, competition it builds teamwork it builds camaraderie it builds endurance it works on your body and your mind and it builds friendships for a long-lasting lifetime yeah it can really help with like in like just everything and help you with your brain with your muscles and with everything because it actually it actually helps you think about the place and predict people, which actually can increase your brain power. Yes, brain health and physical health is utmost. like you. You should know this because you actually coach a football team. Yeah. So how is it like to be a coach of a football team? <clears throat> I enjoy working with young kids because I like to coach them, and I like to see the, them improve throughout the season, and I like to see them feel good about themselves. Yeah. It's nice to have, like, some friendly competition. Like, it's nice to be like, let's go, we won, but you shouldn't be bragging about that. That's one thing that a lot of people get carried away with. Yeah, that's true. Some kids do, um, but I always try to tell my kids to be humble and, you know, do the right thing. I am humble. (laughs) You taught me right. Yeah, that's awesome. One thing about football is the teams and, like, TV. So, like, what do you what do you think about actually the Super Bowl? It's coming up. Who do you think is going to win? The NFL. Well, I think NFL is a wonderful, wonderful game. It's uh, it's super, super competitive. You know what's weird? Year. What? Uh, I think the QB for the Lions, who literally throw. Yeah, my social studies teacher told me this. Matt Stafford. Yeah, he throws it horribly, right? Mm, yeah. Well, he gets paid more than the president a year. A way more. I know, and he's and he doesn't even do that much important <laughs> things. He just throws a ball. It's like mm-hmm. some things are dumb like that, but mm-hmm. people pay to watch people do this, and so at this point, it's like entertainment gets more money than being the officer of the law. Well, that's very true, Ian. Let's talk about one thing. During the Super Bowl, if there's an estimated like one billion, one point two billion people watch the Super Bowl every year so if you were to advertise on the station how much do you think they would get for a a 60 second commercial a lot i actually like you never think about this but like they spend about 
I think a bit more than four million dollars on Gatorade products a year, which is, I mean, it's just Gatorade, and you don't even think about it, but you realize how much they spend into this. Four million dollars on Gatorade products for the NFL. NFL. Yeah, NFL. NFL. Well, I think a 60-second spot is probably in the neighborhood. Don't quote me, but I want to say it's like around six, seven million dollars for one 60-second spot. One 60-second spot. What does that mean? That means a commercial oh, lasts yeah. 60 seconds. Well, and yeah, you I mean, pay for that. Millions of millions of people are watching this, mostly in the U.S., but also around the world and other places. If the NFL was around the world like i'm talking they are well they really in more countries than the olympics what i didn't wait so they do nfl like they broadcast it by satellite to oh more, yeah they more do countries because they get it in but they don't do it in their countries which if they did somehow that'd probably make them a lot more money too ask siri how many countries is the super bowl broadcast into how many countries does the super bowl broadcast into Okay, I don't know what that means, but probably broadcast to a lot of people. How many? Ask Siri. How many countries are does a Super Bowl, is a Super Bowl broadcast to? How many countries does a Super Bowl broadcast to? We should stop recording. This. Yeah, I know. What? No, why would I stop? Because it's still recording this. Well, yeah, I know. It's the point. Oh, okay. I so mean, what's the talk? what's our answer? I have no idea. I'd have to search it up. Let's uh, look it up. Well, get it in your browser. Here. And you can just talk to it. Wait. How many countries does the Super Bowl broadcast to? Uh, one hundred seventy countries. How many countries are in the Olympics? How many companies countries participated in the Summer Olympics? How many countries participate in the Olympics? 206. Okay. Well, it's not that many, but a lot of people actually prefer football somehow. All right, so it's almost as big as the Olympics. I don't, like, I don't know how. You know what's kind of weird? Something like, you know, you know electronics, it's super programmed. Can you name 70 countries? Can I name 70 countries? No way, <laughs> I cannot name 70 countries. I probably could. America. America. There's like a song about all the countries in the world. All right. So what else do you want to talk about? Well, football. Who is going to win? You didn't ask me who I think is going to win. You asked me that yeah, I didn't get an answer. Wait. Uh, I think it's either going to be the Rams or... Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams. Yeah. You know, there's actually a lot. Like, we, like you collect these weird football. Um, you collect these, like, what are they called over there? Football cards? No, 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 no. Like, those weird football cards. Like, there's the oh, design. Those are, those are actually players that play in baseball. Oh, those are, yeah, those are baseball. And they're Sorry. made by artists that are hired by oh, the company. To make different designs. I, yeah, but people like football is such a big sport. I like it goes. I don't know how this makes sense, but 
uh, a game, well, it's competitive, so that's why they like it. But it's a game where you throw around a ball and stuff. Yeah. That's why people really much Kicking, like it. throwing, tackling, I know. running, running. But uh, it involves tracking. some kind of object in most games. Well, then we'd be just doing this. Well, what a, Debate. Well, but not everything. Well, Debate. what about wrestling? Debate. Oh, that's true. Wrestling, swimming. Boxing. Bo- bo- well, boxing, you use gloves. Well, true. And swimming to, with water, but I guess that doesn't really count. But, that's um, just the environment. Running. Running, true. Foot races, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Track and field, maybe. Except for hurdles, maybe. Yeah. But foot race. What else? Mm-hmm. I don't know what. Do, what do you think created football? Like, who do you think thought it was a good idea to make a game about throwing a ball to people and tackling them? Um, I think I'm not sure. Because at first, because at first you think it's kind of crazy to physically grab something and throw them to the ground after they just caught a ball. Well, I think it, for American football is derived from like rugby. Which sure. is which? Do they have scrums? They all come together and they try to move this ball across the field. So in American football, yeah. But, who, but then who who do you think would be like, like who do you think would think that it'd be a good idea then for rugby? Well, I think Newt Rockney, Newt Rockney modernized modern football. They didn't have passing in the beginning. Sure. It just has had running. So they would just hand off or throw a, a pitch or a lateral. Yeah, like games evolved. <clears throat> there wasn't. Right, it definitely has evolved. Now it's a really fast-paced uh, game. Yeah, it, it went from like just doing like a few things to now it's just straight up. Like I heard from basketball, where back then nobody did, nobody did threes, nobody did threes. It was like twelve percent of the shots. <clears throat> but now, but nowadays, like people like third, like how much do you think of the percent of shots? Because like back then, twelve percent of the shots were threes. They didn't even have a three. Until like 1986. I know, and since 1986, the three-point average has gone way up. Most definitely, because um, we we didn't have statistics back then. We just threw up threes because we thought it was better. But we a lot of twos were taken. Today, unless you got a an easy two, most guys are throwing up threes because statistics statistically. If you shoot, let's say, thirty-three well, percent on your threes, you have to shoot forty-something percent on your twos. So it makes sense to shoot. Yeah, threes. you gain more. But one thing is that it's harder. It's like in football, sometimes it's harder to do one thing, but it's more worth it. Like uh, instead of kicking to get a field goal, what people would actually do, like you have the chance of getting two extra points. But there's more risk involved, so it all depends on what you think. Yeah, it's all the risk-reward. Yeah, a lot of football is actually risk-reward. That's how life is. Risk-reward. Yeah. You know, how far do you think uh, the furthest kick has ever gone? 67 yards. Do you know that for a fact? Or like... Yeah, Justin Tucker kicked it against the Lions this week in like week 10 Wait, what? at home. What's the longest field goal? In NFL history. Yeah, no, it's 69 yards, not 67. 69? Yeah, yeah 69. 69. Justin Tucker? Uh, I don't know. I didn't yeah, read it. It is Justin Tucker against the Lions. He kicked yeah. 69. It hit off the crossbar and then went in. 
I'm not surprised that the Lions technically have the most world records. Well, mm-hmm. kind of, not really world records. Like, that's a world record for kicking it. Mm-hmm. The Lions have the most world records against them, as in they suck so much. If you want to set a world record, that's the team you want to go against, honestly. If you want to turn your ship around if you've been losing, that's a good team to go against, for sure. The Lions are the worst. I call them the loins. I know. It's like people, like now, like just people just bet against them. If anything, it's a, it's like a fact. It's like, have you ever heard it's never zero? It's like the lines are like never zero, but it's like it's so low to zero. Like they've won a game this season. How many did they win this season, you know? I think they won one, three games. Yeah. That's so low. It's like never zero, but it's like so low. They've lost like all the games. Yeah. It's been so long. I I don't know why the Lions just have bad luck. It's Lions, like last time the Lions were in the playoffs was nineteen ninety one, and you weren't even born. That was like what about like thirty, 30 years, years ago? Or, yeah. 30 years ago since the Lions actually did good. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. Since they won a playoff. I think they were in the playoffs in 2014 or something, but they got, you know, swooped. You better hope that you're on the Lions or you're screwed. I mean, you know, if you're on the Lions, you're a professional football player, so you try to do the best you can. And you know, but she, it's a it's it's like they have a curse to them. It's not like they have a curse. They do have a curse. So if you believe in curses, folks, the lions are cursed. Well, if you want to say that, no, it's bad management. The team needs to be sold, in my opinion, to get rid of this. Uh, Some to all Caesars and all this misery that the lion fans oh have, have endured for. Uh, over st- 50 years since we've won a championship. We've never won the Super Bowl. We've never been in the Super Bowl. We're one of, I think, like I still six love teams that have never been in the Super Bowl and one of the longest standing teams in the NFL besides like the Cleveland Browns. We are the absolute worst, you know. I still love the Lions, though. They're my home team. You, you know, people go with the teams that are still, that are good, but if you don't believe in something, then it's never going to happen. It's like, if you ever want to be in the NFL or anything, then, like, if you want to be in the NFL right now, you'd have to start with the Lions, at least, because they're just the worst team. You might as well. Because if you try to go for the top team, they're just going to reject you because they're the top team. Not necessarily, because the way a draft works. Well, no, no, not like draft, but like... Free agency? Free agency, yeah. Well, listen, you're going to go where a job is available and somebody's going to pay you a lot of money because the average person in the NFL makes a million dollars a year. So More than the government. I mean, sorry, more than the... Um, more than your father. More than president. Yeah, but it costs a lot more money than that to, to take care of the president. You know how much that plane costs every time they take off? How Security. much? I wouldn't doubt it if it costs, let's say, yeah, but plus all those fees an hour. Yeah, but plus all those fees, then the president just gets even less. You think he gets miles on the plane, like you know? Every oh time yeah, he but goes he on the plane, he gets a free miles on Delta or something. 
Probably. No, he doesn't fly Delta. He, <laughs> he would. Because he's a president. Well, yeah, he's the president. So he's not going to, like, president, they cannot, like, ride on, like, anything because they Do might you know, be assassinated. Air Force One is, like, the moving White House. It's a, an airplane. It's a White House in a plane. Go to Germany with the White House. The computer's in there. There's a bathroom. There's a hospital. I'm going to go visit Italy. I'm going to bring the White House with me. They have medical. They do. I mean, because let's say... <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. The president wants to go visit XYZ country, but it's not a friendly country. Let's say they want to go to Iraq. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Okay. The president's going to go visit Iraq or Turkey or some Turkey. really not-so-great country. No. Where are they going to go? They're gonna go to one of their hotels. No. Let's say, let's say, let's say, United States was going to North Korea. Then the like you mean the president of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna need Kim. Kim Jong Un. Uh, no, 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 no. Whatever you do, him. do not come near that guy. That guy banned Mother Day. Yeah, he banned actually Mother's Day in his country to get his people love him more. He wants his, like, he's so desperate enough that he wants his people to love him more than his own family, his birth mother, their father. They banned Mother's Day so that they could love King Jun Un and spend more time with him. That's because he's a, he's a greedy bastard. He's a dictator. He's a greedy bastard. uh, Not only that, he's a bad man. Um, He's a greedy bastard. He's a really bad guy. Greedy. Super greedy. Don't be greedy. So if the president of the United States... Don't if, be greedy. Don't be needy. If Joe Biden was going to go to North Korea and meet with Kim Jong-il, what do you think they're going to do? Where are they going to stay? He's not going to stay Stay in the white... Stay in, no, stay in the flying stay on the plane. Somebody try to shoot him, he'll fly off. He'll be on the right. tarmac. So in case he has to leave, they're right there. He doesn't have to go with any other places and... That's it. Or you have King Jong Il when come to the United States. Yeah. Don't be greedy. Don't be needy. Just be happy with the God. What else you want to talk about? Um, this is. I don't really know. Seventeen. Um, we could talk about. Like. Um, I don't really know. I guess. How's bowling coming? Uh, good, but we got to keep on the topic of football. Oh, football. We yeah. Talk, sorry, I didn't mean to get off. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. Um, uh, I think football players go bowling. They like to go bowling. I know one. Yeah, guy. of course. No doubt. Yeah. I, they have other things besides football. I went football. bowling with Jerome Bettis, who won the Super Bowl. He's from Detroit. Wait, what? You did? Yeah. How? Uh, I was bowling in a tournament in Redford, and he was there bowling. You have, so. like, a billion trophies i have a lot of trophies you got to meet a superstar you have any pictures of him oh no we didn't have camera back then ah uh, oh that was like a long time ago <laughs> yeah it was a long time ago well, you know, what are you gonna do it's like the cell phone is like the um so long ago like a swiss army knife what we have growing up it's like a swiss army knife had a saw and a corkscrew swiss, and a, the swiss and a, army knife is the equivalent a knife, of a phone right and then the but now today the phone has everything you need you need a light yeah. you need gps you need phones yeah you even though you don't have a swiss army you want to buy buy a code the one downside about the phone is that you cannot pull out a swiss army knife out of your phone even though they actually should install that in your phones 
You could press a button and swipe out Swiss Army knife in self-defense if you need to on your phone. Let's just hope it doesn't activate in your pocket on accident. But what if you could, if you need self-defense, you could push a button, your cell phone would blow up in front of some, in somebody like a hand grenade. <laughs> that would break your phone, though. I want to keep my phone. Yeah, I like my you phone. You just save your life. You have a little mini hand grenade. What about saving my money? <laughs> money ain't no good if you're dead, boy. Yeah. No, but that's good. I understand. Uh, what else? Um, I think... Um, NFL football. How do you how do you think the coaches are? Like, what do you think of the coaches of the teams? I think the coaches are are good. It's a we have a big problem in this country with um, coaches. Yeah, because like leaders you know, right with now. The owners, the owners are basically all white privileged men, and now I think there's only one African, one black coach in the NFL. It's Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh well, Steelers. Well, is it because it's unfair or is it because not a lot of black, like African-American people were good for or they didn't allow a lot of them tried out? Plenty of uh, assistant coaches in the NFL that are qualified. So we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a busy off year. There's six vacancies and we'll see. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for our podcasts right now. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy Miles and his dad. Hello, welcome back to MNI. I'm with me, Miles, and... Michael Johnson, Miles' father. And we're going to be asking him a couple questions about basketball. Are you all right with that? I am just fine with that, Miles. Okay, let's hit it. So, who is your favorite team currently, right now, in the league? Ooh, I'm liking the Hornets. I'm liking the Hornets. Mello, Lamello, focus on their Aubrey, Miles Bridges. Who are their other two guys on that team that's really good? Hayward. Yeah, Hayward's good. There's a, the, what's their fifth starter? Uh, but they're pretty exciting to watch, the way they move the ball around. Uh, that's the new NBA. It is. And it's a really young team, which I like. So, did you play a lot of basketball growing up? Um, Mostly, like, schoolyard, out in the driveway. You know, I played when I was younger, about your age, but that sort of, you know, I started doing other things uh, around 12, 13, you know. But, uh, no, never uh, organized ball, just like street, street ball. That's cool. Um, so, have you, like, do you like the LA Lakers, like, right now, with, like, friends, do you, like, do you know, like, what's going to happen to Frank Vogel and the Vogel, LA Vogel's being demonized because I forgot the GM's name. What's his name? Uh, Blanco or something? Yeah. I don't know. But he built the team. It's no, it's no fault of Vogel's that he has a bad product to put on the floor. I mean, basically, LeBron runs the team anyway, so... They convinced he convinced AD about Westbrook coming there, so it sort of sits on his lap too, you know, with the the current state of the Lakers. When the Lakers are healthy, the NBA is usually pretty healthy. But you know, I don't mind seeing LA lose a little bit. It's good too. It is indeed. Um, so I'm pretty sure they brought in a new ball, like the a new the Wilson. It used to be a Spalding, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, and people are they're sort of crying the blues about it, but I mean, I don't know. It, it's the basketball. 
They're still shooting it. They're still putting in the in the can. I mean, it's fine. And also, um, are you disappointed in your Detroit Pistons? Yes, absolutely. Um, like this team. I mean, I, I have uh, who's our who's our GM? What's his name? Um, the guy from he's really, he's really good. He made a lot of like changes. yeah. He, he made some good moves. Uh, I like Sadiq Bay a lot. He started cold. I mean, we only won twenty games last year. We have nine victories this year, but we're five of six from the new year in 2022. So that that's hopeful. Uh, Cade, he's he's something to build around. I like Sadiq Bay. I like I like Beef Stew. Killian Hayes has to you know he has to start performing a little better for a first round draft pick. But you know I like I like our coach. You know hopefully he'll stick around for a couple years. But uh, you know it's all on the GM. I agree. I agree. So, Damian Lillard has had, like, a little uh, rough start. So it was a blazing thing. I mean, I feel bad for Chauncey. That was, uh, he was one of my favorite point guards. But, and he's having a tough time in, in Portland. But, uh, you know, that's, it's not Chauncey's fault, I don't think, or Lillard's. It's just the way they constructed the team. They don't play any defense. I mean, Lillard hasn't been himself. I mean, is he hurt? No, no, no. Okay, PJ McCollum's been hurt. He's just coming back, right? Uh-huh. He hasn't played in a month or so. Mm-hmm. I mean, aside from who else is on that team? I don't know that team. Um, Rickett, Hassan Whiteside. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they need some help though. Yeah, they need defensive help. Those two people are really good on defense. Yeah, so but it's like, they don't score, do they? Yeah, no. I mean, I. Did they get rid of the GM? They fired the coach and bought Chauncey in. Maybe they need to look at a new GM. Yeah. I mean, in all fairness, Portland's been making the playoffs every year, but they never get past the, like, the first or second round, huh? Mm-hmm. So, so, Jimmy Butler has been on a roll lately. Love Jimmy Butler. He's been tearing it up back in um, South Beach in Florida. So, what are your thoughts on that? I think he's a winner. He works hard. I mean... Miami is an organization. They, uh, you know, they're going to bring in James Harden, but he doesn't have the work ethic like the Miami Heat does. So all those dudes is just put in time and work. And I don't know, Pat Riley played the best team in basketball. So, yeah, what are your thoughts on? Um, you told us opinion on the on Jimmy Butler, but like the team. But what about the team that has been tearing up? And just had a really important comeback, player comeback. And that Ray is, Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're going to, just on paper, they're going to be hard to beat. I mean, they've been playing great ball prior to Clay Thompson's return. And, I mean, that guy, he's like, I mean, aside from uh, homeboy uh, Curry, he's like the heart and soul of that team, aside from Draymond, too. But, I mean, God, they're going to be tough with Clay. They are. It's going to be fun to watch. They're I mean, such a young team and such so explosive. Well, and I mean, they may be young, but they've—I mean, they've been around for a little while in the show. Like, they got some vets. They got some vets. Draymond. Well, I mean, Steph Curry's—he's he's, not—I mean, he's like in his prime. He is. Well, so is Clay. I mean, those guys aren't like rookies or like second or third year guys. They've been in the mix for a long time. I mean, Clay Thompson. It's going to be scary. Scary come springtime, that team. Who wants a first-round matchup with them? No one. I don't. I mean, 
a couple of years off from the Pistons, be worrying about that. But yeah. So, what are your thoughts on James Harden's future? He's gonna. This is his last year with the Nets, I believe. I mean, I think he's sort of him and KD are sort of spineless, not holding Kyrie to account and getting vaccinated. Um, one of the best players in, in the game. They're just giving them a pass. I don't. I don't buy that. You know. Hopefully, uh, you know, for their sake, they have, uh, you know, some road games ahead. Because <laughs> KD's out for four to six. Harden's out of shape. I mean, he's not playing his best basketball these days, is he? No, no, no. He can't get to the free throw line. Oh, thank God for that. I mean, I'm sick of this free throw stuff. They, they, I mean, what they did this year as far as, uh, you know, those offensive, uh, or excuse me, those, those fouls were... Uh, the offensive player leans into the defender and they get called. I mean, that's BS. They're, that's no longer happening, which is good. And that's probably a reflection of why Harden's not going to the line, eh? Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about how Zion Williams has gained about 350 pounds and has one year's injury. So. Oh, I love Zion, but, I mean, Memphis is looking pretty smart these days. They are. Taking Jamarant. Well, I mean, they had the second round pick. New Orleans had the first, and they went with him. But uh, talk about buyer's remorse. Jeez. I mean, Zion, he might not be, you know, his body's so big, and he beats on it so bad. He's going to be injury-prone his whole career. I mean, God, they should have picked Ja. They should have. <laughs> He's the most explosive player. He's like make their team better. He's like a good playmaker. He can make plays for everybody. And he's like he's really, really stepped into the leadership role. But as I can see, you know, as all the blogs we listen to and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I like Ja. I mean, I feel bad for the Horn or the the Pelicans because I like that. I like that squad too. I mean, I like that Ingram guy. He's cool. I mean, it's too bad because they'd be a lot better. I know. Obviously, with Williamson in the lineup. It would be a really, really explosive lineup. Totally. Well, thank you for listening to me, for M and I, when I talk to my dad about basketball. Thanks, Miles. It was a pleasure. Let's get to school. Bye, Dad. Bye, Miles. Welcome, everybody, back to Miles and Ian together. And we'd like to say thank you for listening to our dads uh, and their opinions on football yeah i'm really happy i interviewed my dad today same and i hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and i will see you guys next time